0: 3 a.m. We will start with roll call. Vice Chair Crawford? Here. Member Larkin? Here. Chair Matthews? Present. Member Pantoya? Present. Toha. I put a little wine. <laughs> Member Sanderlin? Present. Member Tung? Present. All present. I'm going to go ahead and read Great. the land. Could read the land
1: acknowledgement. Thank you.
0: We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramaytush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretaker of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramaytush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples.
1: Great, thanks. And right before we go to item two, um, just after the reading of the regular Ramaytush land acknowledgment, and having just observed Indigenous Peoples' Day, I'd be remiss if I didn't address the horrors being committed against the Palestinian people in Gaza. I'm hopeful for an immediate de-escalation, release of hostages and a ceasefire in Gaza and across occupied Palestine. Uh, Item two, please, thank you.
0: Great. Item two, opportunity for the public to comment on any matters within the committee's jurisdiction that are not on the agenda. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person, please line up at the podium now. Each person will have two minutes to speak. There is no one in line. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2660-950-7171, then press pound and pound again. If you haven't done so already, please dial star three to pick to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes.
2: We have one caller.
0: We have one caller. We'll take the first caller. We'll take the first caller. Moment.
2: Eileen Boken, Coalition for San Francisco Neighborhood, speaking on my own behalf. The city's dedicated emergency firefighting water system, also known as AWAS, came into service in 1913. From 1913 to 2010, it remained under the jurisdiction of the Fire Department with engineering by DPW. On May 10, 2010, AWAS was transferred to the SFPUC by then-Mayor Newsom solely as a means to balance the city's budget. This was despite the fact that the 2010 ESER bond had already been placed on the ballot. Initially, the PUC policy was to maintain the existing system. However, in recent years, the PUC has shifted its policy to what it describes as potable water AWOS. This uses the same pipe for both drinking water and emergency firefighting. Uh, the PUC has also been using Easter bonds for potable water AWP, despite the fact that this is inconsistent with Prop 218 and possibly illegal. Uh, this has been pointed out to the PUC Commission. I would urge go Back to have the city attorney issue an opinion if Easter bond funds for potable water AWAS is consistent with Prop 218 or not, and if there are potential legal liabilities. Also, part of the PUC's Easter bond funds were spent on the rehab of AWAS pump station number two. The PUC contract number is WD-2687R. When the Fire Department Deputy Chief for Awas retired in 2011, Awas pump station number two needed only four new diesel pumps and the mud uh, cleaned out of the intake. Multiple construction years later, multiple contracts revisions later, there were significant cost overruns on this project. I would urge Goldbach to examine the project to identify underlying, underlying issues and any potential irregularities. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, caller. Are there any more callers? There are no additional public comments. No, there's no additional public comments. Great.
1: If we could move to item number three, please.
0: Item three, approval with possible modification of the minutes of the August thirty-first, two 2023 meeting
1: entertain a motion move to approve and, uh, second. motion and second great um, any discussion Oops.
3: just a comment I think it noted that member past member Gein was in attendance and I don't think sh- I think she was already off member
0: Gein oh okay well we'll make that clarification great update that to the record
1: if we could take public comment on this item
0: members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person please line up at the podium now each person will have two minutes to speak there is no one in line members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone on this item please call 415-655-0001 enter access code 2660-950-7171 then press pound and then pound again if you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes. There are no public comments? There's no, there's no public comments.
1: Great, if we could uh, take the vote, please.
0: Great. On the minutes, Vice Chair Crawford? Aye. Member Larkin? Aye. Chair Matthews? Aye. Member Bontoha? Aye. Member Sanderlin, aye. Member Tung?
1: aye. Could please move to item four.
0: Item four: presentation on the 2011 road pa- repaving and street safety geobond program and possible action by the committee in response to such presentation.
4: Good morning, Chair Matthews, Vice Chair Crawford, members of the committee, Uh, Edmund Lee, uh, Public Works Project Manager, I'm here to present uh, an update to the 2011 uh, road repaving and street safety bond this morning. Um, This bond was a uh, total of approximately $250 million that was spread across uh, six different programs. And Just to mention that we are in the closeout phase. Uh, We had completed all the goals and objectives that this bond had originally intended. Uh, having said that the six different programs that uh, we performed improvements to was the street repaving and reconstruction uh, with about $149 million the streetscape bicycle pedestrian safety approximately $50 million A traffic signal and street improvements through our sister agency MTA $20 million um, accessible curb ramps $14 million accessible sidewalks at $8 million and street structures at $7 million the following four or five slides highlight the accomplishments um, with these programs. So for the street repaving and reconstruction, uh, we had originally set out to resurface 1,1275 1, blocks um, and we, our end, our end uh, result, uh, we paved 1,436. Uh, we completed back in the end of 2019. From our streetscape pedestrian and bicycle safety improvements, we had approximately 65 projects um, of which we had completed um, 24 through streetscape projects and then 41 projects of follow the paving where there were um, sort of smaller scopes where there were where joint opportunities with the paving projects where they can just um, join with uh, striping or you know bicycle lanes, things like that. And then we have the curb ramp program, which we had a goal of 1,350 and um, ended up completing 1,563. And then also the sidewalk program, we had two sub-programs. We had the sidewalk inspection and repair program, SERP, which we completed 646 locations of the 600 original goal. And the accelerated sidewalk abatement program where we completed 155,544
1: square feet. I think you're one click behind, Edmund.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. (laughs) There we go. Uh, And lastly, the roadway structure program, where we had completed 39 roadway structure projects. And traffic signals, we have our transit signal priorities Uh, 440 goal plan intersections that we addressed and um, new traffic signals in ten intersections which we completed and traffic signal infrastructure upgrades such as conduits um, which we had four original um, four original locations for the goal and we uh, completed six. And this last slide is a summary of sort of the financial information that uh, is currently as of October of this year Um, as you can see we have all six programs. We have the, the appropriated budgets and our expenditures, which in, tol- in total, we've expended about 98.8%. Uh, and as mentioned in the beginning of the presentation, that we are in the closeout phase, so we are working towards closing out all of the, the projects that we had uh, this
1: geobond funding for. Great. Do you have any questions? Right. Well, thanks very much. Um, committee, any questions, comments?
3: Just one question: Since you exceeded your planned uh, improvements in multiple areas, what do you think enabled you to do that?
4: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part.
3: What enabled you to complete uh, more work than was originally planned?
4: Oh, sure. Um, I think, in a lot of you know, we do have low bid system for a lot of our projects that we issue out to contract. Uh, in some cases, we are uh, our our estimates. Uh, versus what the contractor actually bids ends up being, you know, a little bit lower. Uh, it does fluctuate, sort of, you know, with the market. And so, uh, you know, this bond was from from 2011, and and we implement, we were in construction implementing projects, um, all the way through to like 2019. Um, so, so there was a lot of opportunities where we did have some cost savings. You know, to be honest, some instances, some in some instances, it was on the opposite side, right, where where we we had to uh, we had some overruns or had some change orders and such, but. Uh, but overall, I, I believe we had some savings that we were able to utilize and implement more more projects. Great,
1: very good. Um, well, thanks for the work of of yourself and the department. Um, look forward to this being closed
5: out. <laughs> and we Could can, I uh, oh. ask a quick question, um, sure. Mr., Mr. Lee? You were saying uh, that you are in project closeout for about everything else, and you have. According to your chart 1.2 percent of your bond fees unexpended do you expect to pay all of those or do you think when all is said and done you're going to have some of the bond funds left over
4: we we're projecting to have some of the bond funds left over um, but currently you know we're 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 unable to just move ahead and just utilize them and you know move them towards projects uh, since we have to close out all the different projects which in many cases, a lot of the projects have multiple funding sources you know, throughout all the different agencies that, that had joined the project. So um, for example, one project might not just have paving. right? It might have PUC funds, might have MTA funds. Um, and so we have to sort of sort through all of those, those funding sources and reconcile the projects uh, and figure out what the true balance is of, of the bond before we you know, think about how we can spend it. Uh,
5: part of the reason. Recent- that I'm asking that is in our next presentation, we're going to hear what MTA has done with some of their unexpended funds. It doesn't look like you're going to have a whole lot left, so the question may not, be, may not pertain to you, but I figured I'd ask just the same.
4: Sure, sure.
5: Thanks. And Hopefully, yeah, hopefully
4: when all said and done, our, our percentage of remaining balances is, is really small, and we can kind of see that here where we project that.
1: Great. Yeah. Very good. Um, If we could take public comment on this item. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person, please line up at the podium now. Each person will have two minutes to speak. There are no in-person comments. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2660-950-7171, then press pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. The system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes. There are no public comments.
1: Great. If we could move to item five, please.
0: Item five. Presentation on the 2014 transportation and road safety Geobond program and possible action by the committee in response to such presentation.
6: Good, mo- Good morning, everybody. It's nice to see you today on this room that's hot and cold and hot and cold. I hope that's not the theme of my presentation. My name is Joel Goldberg, and I'm the Manager of Programming and Grants for San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Um, I'd like to quickly reorient the committee to the Transportation and Road Improvement Geobond, whose funds have supported SFMTA, Public Works, as as Edmund said, and BART and Caltrain programs. If you have any questions about the accompanying projects in the report... I can try to answer them now or I might need to get back to the committee um, with, via email and, and fill in any gaps that uh, might come up. In November 2014, the transportation road improvement general obligation bond was passed by the voters to make critical investments in the city's transportation system. The $501.7 million was intended to make Muni less crowded and more reliable and improve safety for everyone getting around San Francisco. The bond was the first component of a long-term plan developed by the mayor's transportation task force in 2013, 10 years ago, to raise up to $3 billion by 2030 to improve and enhance the city's existing transportation system and expand it for the future. Four issuances um, have been generated by the city in June 2015, February 2018, September 2020, and most recently in August of 2021. Um, appropriating $501.7 million total, including cost of issuance. Here is an overview of the eight programs that the voters approved in 2014. The largest one is our Muni Forward program by far, with $176 million programmed to investments that improve the flow of transit across the city, of Muni transit, that is. This slide presents expenditure performance by issuance and does go hand in hand with the next slide, but I can't do two screens at once. Um, The first issuance, the 2015 B, we only have $2.4 million left in that issuance uh, with no project balances exceeding $500,000. And we will move to reprogram funds to faster spending projects so we can close out this issuance. 2018 B, three years later, was our second issuance. We have $11.2 million left, which represents 7.4%, 92.6% expended. Um, the line, Not the lion's share, but about a third of the funds have been reserved for the Castro Elevator Project. On that particular project, major demolition has begun, and we anticipate substantial completion in a year and a half, in February 2025. The third issuance is moving forward fairly well as well, with 53.8% of the, its funds expended. Um, we have more complex we have fewer projects on the third and fourth issuances but they're a little bit more complicated um, what we learned over time was that we were with our first the first two issuances the city provided us besides the our large projects we were using the geo bonds to fill fiscal potholes and that really did make for a tremendous amount of administrative downstream burden but you know, you you learn by doing. So for the third and fourth issuances, we have far fewer projects, and hopefully that will ease the admin burden, maybe even make the projects be delivered faster as well. The largest balances on the 2020 B bonds are for the Van Ness uh, Corridor Project, the 22 Fillmore Extension, Taylor Street, and Better Market Street. All of these projects have balances of over $4 million. Then we move to the most recent issuance, the 2021 C, where only 3.2% of the funds have been expended. Um, the f- bond was issued early in COVID and project delivery hasn't gotten on track the way it did with the 2020 C bonds that came out just a year earlier. We're well aware of um, of the lagging expenditures and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I think Edmund mentioned this with his projects as well for Public Works that we have Hot and cold. We have competing priorities for how to spend different funds first on any given project. And the geobond funds, we are aware that we need to spend those down quickly. Um, the largest balances on this project are with the BART Canopies project, which uh, the city is supporting financially with $45 million, but it has a $34 million balance at this point. And also the Geary phase 2 project has $13.9 million left to spend. So those two are are the hippos in the room. Not huge, but they are taking a a big chunk of the geobond capacity. Here's part B of our expenditures uh, presentation. Here we see cumulative geobond expenditures by issuance. The amounts shown only show the expenditures and not encumbrances, and they don't include the cost of issuance. In other words, what we're getting at is here's here are the assets being put into service. And the cost of issuance doesn't factor into that, although it is, of course, an eligible expense. Uh, we don't reflect encumbrances in here. encumbrances are valuable. They show project progress because they're a sign of um, funds put under contract, which is a gauge of moving forward towards completion but it's also a little clunky to show encumbrances and expenditures in the same chart and I think your concern is probably mostly with expenditures as well so again you see the 2021 c issuance in the bottom corner with only 3.9 million expended it's not taking off that quickly yet and that's something we're very closely monitoring actively but the other three issuances have in my estimation done fairly well the first issuance on the far left uh, started off slowly, and again we were potholing some of the funds. But we're at ninety-six point two percent expenditures, and then we're going to do what we can to close that one out. The second issuance was much larger, and we have one hundred and fifty-nine point nine million expended, with ninety-two percent, ninety-two point six percent of those funds expended. The third issuance uh, in, for the twenty for the twenty twenty B is going on that same path. Started a little slow, moving up. And then, of course, the 2021 C bonds are the ones that we need to um, focus on a bit. So a theme, the hot and cold theme, is the notion of bond program reallocation. When it comes to transportation, infrastructure, and capital projects, including those funded by the general obligation bonds, nearly 90% of the time, more than one funding source is applied to a project Um, you know the low-hanging fruit a a small modest project with one source perhaps our sales tax source is a lot easier to manage the funds but the projects here have multiple funding sources and while we are cognizant of the Internal Revenue Services provisions to spend on 85 percent of the funds within three years we also need to comply with our grantors and their desire to see their investments bear fruit quickly as possible so what we're doing is we are meeting with our project teams, our accounting team, and our budget office to say, okay, let's, let's, let's keep the heat uniform and move the funds where, where they're most urgently needed and, and, and juggle this whole potato, all these potatoes in the air, hot and cold, I'll stop saying that, <laughs> for, for drawing down the funds, even when some projects might be languishing, can we find other ways to spend the funds? One way, for instance, is within the eight programs, within the, within the eight geo-bond programs for our projects, we can also um, move the funds between projects within the program without any supplemental appropriation. It's something we can handle internally. And we've been doing that in the past. We will continue to do that um, in the future so that we can move funds off of projects that are lagging or stalled and move them to higher priority and quicker spending projects. So that's an ongoing effort um, within F- SFMTA and, and my team, which is which includes the grant administration office, and they manage bonds as well. So, pretty picture time. I thought we'd take just a moment to talk about the um, some projects that are well underway or substantially complete. The first one is the Van Ness Bus Rapid Transit Corridor, and. I don't know who took this picture, but it came from my building, I'm guessing from the seventh or eighth floor, but it's looking north along Van Ness and you can see the painted right of way. Um, we're really pleased with this project and of course have gotten good feedback on it and are really just so happy that it's in service now, helping people move around the city faster and and, uh, faster and in more comfort. And then we have a project, the El Taraval Improvements, which uh, is improving the rail on that right-of-way rail and related right-of-way uh, capital infrastructure, as well as making it a more pedestrian-friendly space. So I'm like, happy to end my presentation with, with, these, um, with these pictures of projects underway and nearly complete or completed, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have for us today. Great,
1: thank you very much for the presentation. I'll turn this over to Member Larkin. Uh, liaison,
5: if you have any okay. questions comments, um, you know what, I, I'm going to speak a little bit about the discussion that we all had, the three of us had uh, last week, last Monday, a week ago today, on um, getting preparing ourselves for this meeting. And among the things that Joel talked about at that, during that phone conversation, was the how. How they'll be using some unspent funds, accumulating those unexpended funds to move to another project. And I think both Tim and I applaud that notion. And I think you also said, Joel, that you will still need to get Board of Supervisors approval to go ahead and do that. And I was wondering if there were a way that you could anticipate that we could Obviate that step, not sure. And and one suggestion I was going to make was that maybe if the amount of the funding that's still unexpended was below a certain percent, you could just say, okay, this is only two percent. We're just taking one fund funds that of course we're gonna have some left over, or some are gonna be overspent, and we're gonna put them together. And it's a perfunctory notion, we don't think we need to burn the staff time or burden the Board of Supervisors to talk about something that's just normal business. Mm-hmm. And if that can't be done, I wonder if you could, again, I won't say circumvent, but obviate the need to, to go to the Board of Supervisors by just reporting to us, since that's what we're supposed to be doing, is overseeing bond expenditures, and we could either say yes or no on it, and then it could become like, what uh, What do they call it, a, a calendar mm-hmm. uh, on their item, the consent calendar for the board of supervisors so they don't have to waste time, their staff time, their own time discussing something that, again, is perfunctory. It's normal business. Do you
6: see any hope for something like that? Well, let me, let me parse that, uh, Brian, THE FIRST STEP WE WANT TO DO IS WORK WITHIN EACH PROGRAM. AND WE MIGHT HAVE SOME CAPACITY TO DO THAT. SO WHETHER IT'S Muni uh, FORWARD OR ACCESSIBILITY IMPROVEMENTS SO THAT WE DON'T EVEN CROSS THE LINES AND NO, no go, CITIZENS GO BACK ACTION IS NEEDED. WE WOULD TELL YOU AFTERWARDS WE MOVE FUNDS BETWEEN PROJECTS, BUT WITHIN EACH OF THE EIGHT BUCKETS. THAT'S THE EASIEST THING AND THAT'S OF COURSE THE PREFERRED STRATEGY. AND THEN THE NEXT THING, AND I DON'T KNOW THE ANSWER TO THIS, IS CAN WE MOVE FUNDS BETWEEN not, well, within issuances. So we have Muni Forward and say all four issuances, if we deplete 2015, we can move to 2018. I think that wouldn't need any further approval because its program goes all the way across all four issuances. And then we get to the scenario where we, our, our hands are tied and we need to move funds between programs. I would love to research that to see, to see the possibility of finding some way to empower the citizens go back to make minor changes, whether it's a dollar, percentage threshold, some sort of communicate to the Board of Supervisors where it lands on consent. I I don't know the answer, but I think it's, as as we're exploring this whole reallocation process, we can at least start putting feelers out and see what the process would be so that we're not going through a full Board of Supervisors process, but maybe a streamlined one. I think it's a great idea. I don't know if this has been done, but, if we can streamline and just get the projects that everyone else wants out there delivered, let's look into it. Yeah,
5: and I think that's the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, your staff time is precious. It's not like anyone's going to say, wow, you guys are, you're not spending enough time on administrative work. I mean, you, you are spending plenty of time on it. And I think we as represent, representatives of the citizens of the city would like to see the money going, Know, in concrete ways literally yeah. and figuratively. Yep. So if there's a way that we can help you out, I got I think we're receptive to doing that. Yeah. Absolutely worth exploring. Okay. Um, and let me ask one yeah. other or one other question or or more make a statement. Um, as I reviewed the appendix B, the status of the different projects, you know, I I came up with, you know, some quick questions that I think I doubt that anybody want, on the panel one wants to hear any more about, so what I was, what I'm going to ask that we, what we do if we can do, I will follow up with you okay. on my questions I'll summarize the answers I get and send them to an email as an email to the rest of the committee here sure again, saving some time and I know you guys will all be on pins and needles <laughs> waiting for that report I'll, I'll try
6: to expedite it okay yeah we'll right. look forward to those all right that's. That's all. Good. Thank you. I
7: have a couple of questions. One is super easy. Um, I'm just going to lean into my ignorance here. What does the B and the C represent at the end of each annual or year issuance?
6: I'm going to speak on behalf of the controller's office, but when they issue debt, general obligation bond debt, they label each one with a letter. So ours happened to be B for the first three issuances for the second issuance of that fiscal year, presumably. Yeah. And then C was the third one in 2021.
7: Got it. OK, thank you. Sure. And then my other question was about the Better Market Street project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just personally interested in that, because my office is on Market Street, um, and I hear a lot of the, the banging. Can you just sort of quickly give us an update on what's going on with that project? and when it might be complete?
6: I don't want to put my colleagues at Public Works on the spot right now. Um, I mean, visibly, we're doing Better Market Street work right now near Civic Center. Yep. But I would have to get back to you and the committee with a little bit more detail on on its timing and completion date.
7: Yeah, I think even just a couple of paragraphs in an email be glad to. would be great. Sure. Thank you. Great.
1: All right, thanks. That's it. Great. Any other questions? Bart, please. Yeah,
8: I, Bart Ponto, I'm, so I think last time report, I think I I asked a question of, uh, you know, these improvements look great, right? That picture of the uh, Van S, for example, you know, which was one of the most dangerous streets to cross. Um, So is there been a a return on any type of improvement on statistics on whether it's traffic flow, bus flow, uh, less, you know, hit uh, uh, pedestrians.
6: We'll be glad to report back on safety and efficiency improvements f- with that project. Yeah, we're we're all pleased with it, but I, I couldn't give you the specifics off the top of my head right now, but be happy to get that back to you.
8: That'd be great because I think sure. I, the, aside from it looking nice, you know, um, the the whole idea I believe that was the intent, right, to make that better. With mm-hmm.
6: the well absolutely it it wasn't just to speed up transit it was to separate the right-of-way out and improve safety so there there are numerous pedestrian improvements associated with the project so it touches on pedestrian movement and bicycle and transit um, and safety going across the corridor transversing the corridor as well so it was a it was a major lift we're really thrilled that it's done and i'm i'm happy to get back to you with a little bit more detail on its outcomes
1: that'd be great thank you Thanks. Um, if we could take
9: public comment on this item. Okay. Oh, sorry. A, a a one more moment. comment than it's a question, him. but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the work that staff is doing to leverage the funds as much as possible. Our local funds from geo proceeds and um, coordinating with other agencies in order to provide the maximum benefit to our community. Um, and I, I can I appreciate what uh, Member Larkin is suggesting in terms of trying to expedite the closeout of those funds, um, especially as you get to the tail end of any bond proce- mm-hmm. uh, bond issuance, the remaining proceeds being 1%, 2 3%, and it becomes administratively much more burdensome in order to spend that last 3% than the first 97%. So I think anything that can be done to expedite that process or streamline that process, I personally would be quite receptive to. Um, And I think anything that we can do to uh, accelerate the spending of bond proceeds and uh, keeping that uh, expenditure timeline closer to the three years, 36 months that the IRS regs generally point to understandably things happen where projects get extended, especially during the pandemic and so forth. But uh, understanding that we're incurring cost by borrowing um, and so the sooner that we can expend proceeds and put those assets into service benefiting the community, the better off we are.
2: Agreed.
1: Great. Very good. Thank you. Um, If we could take public comment on this item.
0: Members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person, please line up at the podium now. Each person will have two minutes to speak. There's no in-person public comment. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone, please call 415-655-0001. Enter access code 2660-950-7171, then press pound and then pound again. You haven't done so already. Please dial star three to line up to speak. System prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes. At this time we have no uh comments
1: great uh thanks joel you and your team and pleasure thank you the committee for your thoughtful questions if we could move to item six please
0: liaison report on the 2018 embarcadero seawall earthquake safety geo bond program
8: all right thank you so um all those present fellow council members um so as Leah is on for the uh, Embarcadero safety and uh, earthquake uh, bond measure, I, I actually want to thank uh, the Port of San Francisco for hosting me for to a visit to their office and giving me a, a nice tour of the um, living seawall testing. You know, so it was uh, great to go out outside and uh, see the Embarcadero It's been a little while. Um, as we've seen in the reports, uh, you know, this is a, a long term. You know, uh, goal project is, but also what the port is doing is they're, uh, they have 11 targeted projects that are in the design phase, excuse me, design phase, and they're planning for the next, um, excuse me, and the port is tracking to have these projects um, from this list out to bid, uh, well, what they can get done out to bid in 2024, third quarter of 2024. The appropriations of the 49 million 675 will be expended by the end of this year the total bond value is 425 million Uh, the pier will you know our our future is uh really based on the resiliency of this pier uh, for future developments and the future of having a shoreline Um, one of the projects at the top of this list will begin soon it's uh the wharf j9 uh, replacement this project is tracking to begin the bidding process by the end of this year and that's it's a wharf that currently is uh you know is old uh but they're looking to redesign refurbish and renovate it and uh which will actually bring uh, commerce to that wharf uh where people will be able to uh crab and or excuse me sell uh fish crab uh things of that nature so i'm looking forward to that project uh, beginning um let's see so the big fish, though, all puns intended, is the uh, the work being done on the draft proposed regarding the uh, Army Corps of Engineers. The success of the study and presentation needed from a federal perspective to protect the shoreline from earthquake flooding and sea rise is the key to, funding, to the funding needed to get all the really major work done. Um, the port has given presentations on the massive and complex undertaking it will be to retrofit, build, and/or rebuild structures below the waterline and above, along the seven miles of waterfront. The work that the port is doing, including the planning and coordination to achieve these short-term goals and long-term goals, is is evident from my uh, my uh, from what I've seen. Yeah, the port is, uh, has been responsible and accountable for the use of uh, the bond measures, you know, money. And again, this is only there's only uh, there's they're just starting to chip away at this bond. Uh, but again, in talking about um, shoring up, you know, our seawall and everything that goes along with it, it's going to be 20 or 30 years and uh, multi-billion dollar needs, you know, so the Army, Army Corps of Engineers, the federal involvement is going to be key mm-hmm. on, you know, the, the leverage, leveraging this bond money. So, so again, so what's, what's tough is that such a long, <laughs> it's a long time, I'll be retired, you know, um, but the idea is that, you know, taking on some of the smaller projects is great, too, because we need both. And also, they're taking in consideration and doing those, coordinating enough, you know, whether it's retrofitting or complete replacement, so they don't want to have to do it twice, right? Because as the federal money comes in, right, you're gonna, you don't want to do it twice. Uh, so th- these are some tough decisions. And I guess they, the, the port uh, and the work they're doing is is um, very thorough in uh I wish them the best, it's a, it's, a long, it's a long coast. They might be retired by the time this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my report, oh, yeah. Great, thanks, any, for Brother Pento. Any wow. questions?
1: Uh, yeah. I expect an invite next time you go for a tour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get, I'm also willing to time go time. watch you fish. I can watch the sea lions attack your nets <laughs> and whatever. That's always fun. fun. <laughs> um, any other committee members have questions, comments for liaison Pento? Great. If we could take public comment on this item, please.
0: Members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person, please line up at the podium now. Each person will have two minutes to speak. There are no in-person public comments. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone, please call 415-655-0001. Enter access code 2660 950 then press pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes. There are no public comments.
1: Great, thank you. Um, If we can move to our final item number seven, please.
0: Opportunity for committee members to comment or take action on any matters within the committee's jurisdiction and I will relocate.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Good morning, Natasha Mihal, City Performance Director. I will be reporting for Mark De La Rosa today, who's unable to attend. So the first item in this section is an Audits Unit Public Integrity Review. Since the last GOBAC meeting in August 2023, CSA Audits issued one additional Public Integrity Review related to the City Administrator's Community Challenge Grant Program's 2023 solicitation. The assessment that was issued on October 17th found that the program's 2023 solicitation process cannot be relied upon because the former program director, Lenita Henriquez, misrepresented key aspects of the process which also lacked adequate controls and proper documentation. CSA audits recommended that the office of the city administrator should reevaluate the applications received for the 2023 grant cycle to ensure that all applicants receive a fair opportunity to receive a grant. CSA audits continues its risk-based public integrity work on city contracting, procurement, internal controls, as well as our follow-up on the status of public integrity recommendations issued to date. Any questions?
7: Can you be more specific about what adequate controls the
0: grant process lacked? I would have to refer you to the report um, because it does detail. It was about the procurement process. The city has a, a, a set of rules that guide everything from the um, who is evaluating proposals, how many evaluators you have. How are scoring sheets documented and recorded to make sure that um, there are multiple people who are taking a look at these things? And I, I think in this case they found that uh, some of those internal controls weren't in place. But if you'd like to know more, I can also have a follow-up from uh, Director De La Rosa if you'd like. Okay. In the follow-up to this email, I'll also, or to this meeting, I'll also make sure to include the link to that report. Thank you. Um, uh item 7B, uh, this is the CSA division uh, update and work plan. Uh, so for the audits, I will start first. As presented during your August GOBOC meeting, CSA audits continues to juggle multiple key priorities this fiscal year, including audits and assessments related to nonprofits, contracting, construction, cybersecurity, mandates, public integrity, and key business processes citywide, the whistleblower program administration, COVID-19 and winter storms, disaster cost recovery and compliance with generally accepted government audit standards with our yellow book required triennial peer review happening in 2024. On the city performance side right now we are um, preparing in the next six to seven weeks uh, issuing five annual reports. So the first three are um, this is for the prior fiscal year that ended June 30th. Um, the first set of pro- Reports are on performance of government. So the annual performance report which provides updated results for all city department performance measures. There's about 850 of those performance measures. We will also be updating um, the parks and the streets uh, maintenance standards uh, reports. Uh, Here we're reporting on the how a user might experience both the parks and the streets in our newly designed standards. One note um, is that the performance scorecards has just been updated. We've done a little bit of work to remove some measures that might not be as relevant and we're working on developing some more measures. Um, Currently under development uh, for the performance scorecards, particularly around measures of homelessness and behavioral health, which encompasses both substance use and mental health issues. Uh, The other two annual reports we're working on is our nonprofit fiscal compliance monitoring. So this is an annual report where we will also be including a list of nonprofits that will have a different monitoring status for the coming year. Uh, One big change we did in this past year was require a recent financial audit for the organization. So the list of organizations who might be on an elevated status in the coming year is probably going to grow um, because this is the first time we've really clarified that it has to be recent we're working on that with departments right now we will then work with nonprofits and then this one will be issued this will probably be the last one to be issued I think the second week of December and then the last one is on the Our City, Our Home. So this was the Prop C of a few years ago that provided spending and homelessness and behavioral health. Uh, we are doing uh, our second annual report to take a look at where the money went, but also how it might have impacted some of the performance measures in those areas. Any questions for CSA in 7B?
9: All right, so for nonprofits, is that, we're requiring them now to have annual financial statement audits performed? Or is it, what does recent mean?
0: That is a good question. But it's always been a standard that they should have one. In the past, it wasn't always documented what year that was from. And what we've been finding is that uh, uh, nonprofits that do not have a very recent one Um, tend to be ones who might be in a little bit more trouble. So this year, we just clarified recent. Um, We're going to move this next year to clarify the year. So there's been some confusion in that, that some people think recent might be 2021 because it's the most recent one that they've done. Our intention is that it really should be the last, you know, within the last year.
9: Okay. Yeah, that it would be helpful to understand what recent and the meaning. Um, I know in the context of when, uh, for other financial purposes, looking at governmental or nonprofit organizations, oftentimes the, the request or requirement is to provide audited financial statements within, say, like 120 days of the end of their fiscal year or, or 180 days of the end of the fiscal year. So that doesn't, at least to me, strike me as um, unreasonable. Um, so it would be interesting if you end up at a similar position, so to ensure that there's no confusion about what recent means.
0: I will have to go back and look at the details. It, it could say that, and I'm just not remembering, but thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Other questions?
5: Um, yeah, Natasha, you spoke of audits of um, what the community service, com- community organizations, CBOs, mm-hmm. uh, especially regarding uh, homeless services. Um, is there a review of, one, you know, coordination and overlap among and between those different CBOs, and secondly, you know, just the effectiveness of what they're doing you know, against whatever metrics may even exist for that anymore. I mean, it, some of the reports that you're talking about, it may be in there implicitly, but I don't know that it's in there explicitly, and I'd sure like to see it.
0: Correct. I will have to confirm, but I don't believe there are any audits underway that are looking at an overlap of services. Mm -hmm. Um, To to the first part of your question, what is also challenging in San Francisco is that different departments are going to have what seems to be very overlapping services. And I do know there's work to coordinate that, uh, particularly between the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing and the Department of Public Health in particular.
5: Yeah. Yeah. that
0: Thank you. And then to the second question. This effort. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a big one. To the second point about the effectiveness of nonprofits, um, uh, again, I'll have to check with Mark on what they're working on. Audit-wise, they tend if they're looking at one nonprofit, they tend to you know, look at some of those metrics. On our side, we are in the process of developing a new program. So right now, our nonprofit fiscal and compliance monitoring program that's been in place for kind of 15 years, I think. It's been a long time. We're now spending time to develop a new program, which is to provide standards to departments on how they should be monitoring the performance of nonprofit contracts. So this will include standards of what should you be putting in contracts, what are types of performance measures you should be looking at, what is your process to be evaluating that, um, which has obviously become a a very big issue. And we think that we're well-centered on this one um, to grow our body of work to help the city... Um, in their management of nonprofit contracts. So, our plan is to be developing this and um, having a soft implementation next fiscal year um, and really moving forward. You know, departments are on different cycles of when they actually renew their contracts, so there won't be one moment in time, I think, where there will be a big change, but departments have a lot of leeway on how they manage their contracts as well to just do the monitoring of what's already in there
5: because yeah, it seems that a, a lot of the homeless services are done you know, with city funds by CBOs, and I, I'm, I question how well they are coordinated, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of money, and you want it to be used effectively.
0: correct and actually i think the our city our home annual report gets to some of that um, in a very interesting way it's only looking at a portion of the money that the homelessness department gets but i was really impressed last year with actually being able to tie those funding sources to different performance metrics is is anybody better off are we actually serving people
5: um and that was the last of the the four reports or 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 audits that are going on one is the, the fourth one was our city our homes where is that now? so that
0: is the annual report that we're working on it will probably be about the second week of november or okay. sorry december when we're issuing that i think there's an early it might be the first week of december This okay. it'll be whenever that committee meeting well
5: I'll, I'll watch for that great all right thanks natasha
0: So now we have uh, 7C, public finance, upcoming bond issuances.
3: Good morning, members of the committee. Vishal of the Office of Public Finance. Uh, Before I start, just to briefly speak to a question that came up earlier from member Crawford. Uh, The 2015B, 2018B, those are simply naming conventions uh, that we do at OPF to just keep track of the various issuances over the course of the calendar year. So that way we know that this B is for transportation C might be for seawall so for example t- 2023 earlier this year we issued 2023 a b and c that was for the health and recovery bonds seawall and uh, affordable housing and so that's just a way we can keep track of it uh, Thank you and it's just sequential uh, so as I just mentioned we, we issued bonds earlier this year for, for three programs and so uh, they're only is one potential issuance that may occur later in this fiscal year. We've been in communication with the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development um, to keep track of their timing needs uh, for issuing either the the balance or a portion of the remaining authorization for the uh, past bonds uh, preservation and seismic safety. Um, And that's the only real potential new new money issuance we have, we're also continuing to monitor uh, the market for refunding opportunities but uh, as you may be aware interest rates have been relatively high lately and so uh, we will, we'll keep, keep tr- track of that and make sure that uh, you know if, if, if something that if it's in, there's an opportunity that meets our 3% savings threshold we may move forward but uh, we don't have anything on schedule at this point. I'd be happy to take any questions. Great.
1: Thanks very much uh, committee members. No. All right, thanks.
5: Thank you.
0: And for 7D, the GOBLOCK FY24 work plan, liaison and meeting dates. Um, If we could pull up on the screen what's on the computer up here. Um, We're showing that for the December 4th meeting, we will have one program report for the public health and safety bond and one liaison report for the parks bonds. I'll turn it over to Chair Matthews to talk about the annual report.
1: Great. Thank you. Um, Yes, I think I've mentioned our annual report, which is Mm going to collapse two years together for the last time. Um, And so we're looking for maybe a February target, so keep that in mind. Um, We had the previous version of the report emailed out, so kind of use that as a reference and a guide. Essentially, we're putting together our um, liaison reports to kind of summarize the the happenings over the last um, last time the report was issued so uh, we'll be in touch over the the email chain to discuss getting drafts together and deadlines but uh just a warning
7: okay
0: <laughs> yeah Right.
8: do all of hey, you, have you been still inclined? have
1: your kind of sample word
8: document that we started off
1: yeah I, I'll make sure all that stuff gets gets sent around That's credited. that's really helpful yeah
7: Good. and February is the due date to have the final
1: yes (laughs) maybe (laughs) um hopefully yeah we we need to need to get it done so let's plan for february it's it's not a lot of work it's it's the work you've already done it's your liaison report yeah it's it's natasha's office that has the work to do to gather it all together and Put the, the... Through the chair. Could, could you put that calendar back up for the, the
8: reports, the liaison report? Yeah. Perfect. There. So December, I'm the only one with the, the last reports. So, every, so everything prior to that, if you summed it up into a written report,
1: I think is what you're asking for, right, Matthew? Right. So, yeah. So kind of think of your last, I guess, two liaison reports. So the one from this past year and the year before, if we can remember back to the when we were on Zoom. Um, Great. So I'm the only one with a short deadline.
8: Yeah. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) Great. Thank
6: Thank
1: you. you. Um, And so if that's it for that, we'll take uh, public comment on item 7, please.
0: Members of the public who wish to provide public comment in person, please line up at the podium now. Each person will have two minutes to speak. There are no public comment in person. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment over the phone, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2660-950-7171, then press pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have two minutes. There is no public comment.
1: Great. Uh, in that case, let's uh, move to adjourn
5: the meeting.
0: Great. So we will
5: second. Adjour- or or <laughs> move. So moved. Yeah. <laughs>
1: adjourn
0: the meeting at 10:30 a.m.
5: Great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you.